Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso, Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we're going to talk about Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 5. I got it right, Signs. Hey. <laughs> Another aptly named episode. Mm. Yes, very aptly named. So we're going to spoil the episode, so if you're watching along, good. If you're watching ahead, Great. Good. <laughs> if you've <laughs> already better. finished, good for you. Um, uh, we won't spoil any future stuff until the end of the episode, maybe. Although, I, there may be one or two things we, we might talk about. But uh, um, first, I always start with a question. This was maybe the most difficult because like a lot of stuff in this episode we've already discussed yes but we haven't discussed bullying which is a big thing in this episode it is a big thing so i i thought about have you ever been bullied but i feel like if you live more than like you know 10 years you probably have been bullied at some point it's that's true. Yeah, it's it's more like to what extent, but yeah, I guess yeah. what you're saying. Have you ever found out about yourself that you were the bully in a situation? <laughs> um, I love turning the question around, and you know, I think I think at some point in our lives, all of us become the bully, whether it's intentional or not. Um. So I'll I'll say I mean yeah I definitely think so because I'm trying I'm trying to think of like a specific situation but it's like it's like, I don't know I guess it's like sometimes you you kind of almost just like can't help yourself if you're kind of like in a certain situation it sounds terrible it sounds like I'm a terrible awful person but <laughs> I mean like you know sometimes you just sort of like find yourself in that situation I don't know if it's like you feel your your back is up against the wall or whatever but you kind of I don't know in some ways like maybe it's more maybe I'm thinking more of like lashing out than maybe specifically like being a bully but I don't know I mean I think at every point in someone's life you you kind of you kind of take both sides of that you experience it and you kind of do it yourself whether you're doing it intentionally or not I definitely think definitely think people do it and you know hindsight being what it is we figure it out later yeah uh it, it's a few times in my life I've had to I mean I'm sure it's happened more than a few times but I've had to I've looked back at a situation with co-workers specifically and been like oh that's, wait that's what I'm, I was thinking of too <laughs> I'm the asshole here there was this guy when Ryan and I uh, went, well, when he was still here, when we worked at uh, the pizza delivery place we worked at. Okay. This guy, this guy's name was John. I'm not going to give his last name. Um, he was quite annoying, like quite <laughs> annoying. Um, and like said he was kind of super nerdy. But, like, he really wasn't that. He was more just, like, smarts than, like, nerdy into, like, nerd culture stuff. Mm. And, uh, like, we used to try to, we used to talk about, me and Ryan, I mean, me and Ryan talked about all that stuff all the time. And he would always try to get in the conversation. And it's weird because 
I, like I do relate to a lot of that, but uh, and I've been bullied. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was bullied by Ryan. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know what whatever it is about. And I'm not what's it? I'm not gatekeeping, but like people that will run their mouth about like what a geek or a nerd or whatever they are jump into conversations and say the dumbest shit <laughs> i lose my mind <laughs> oh. and i'm just like i it, like incorrect shit like uh th- not him specifically i may have used this example before but like i was hanging out at a bookstore one time and this guy was uh going on and on to his uh lady friend uh, trying to impress her with his comic book knowledge and was talking about when Stan Lee created Superman. And oh. I'm like biting like my like entire I've sucked in my mouth and I'm just biting everything because I'm like, I just want to yell at this guy. <laughs> like I want to pick up the heaviest omnibus I can find on this bookshelf and smack him in the head with it. It's like, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and But hilarious. this guy would do stuff like that. And because we worked together and it happened all the time, I would lose it. <laughs> like, and it, it would it would be so bad. And later I'd be like, man, I'm really sorry, Chuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I like the straight up bull- I like I mean I didn't like put his head in the toilet or anything but like it was pretty like a verbally abusive behavior. <laughs> yeah. Um I've 100% been in that situation with coworkers not in that exact same scenario but yeah no I mean it it's yeah it's it's, it's definitely happened coworkers um, for sure. There's a guy I currently work with that I, sometimes I feel like I'm towing that line but like he will take credit for other people's work. And when oh. I overhear it, <laughs> I will come unglued. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just not cool. No. And my boss will be like, you got to tone it down a little bit, man. I'm like, that's not cool, man. <laughs> like, it's not cool. <laughs> We're all working here. And he's over there like, yeah, I did this. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, my, oh, my God. I'm like the little old lady in, in uh, Princess Bride coming out of the back room. Liar! Liar! Like, across the room. I was like, no! That's hilarious. I mean, it's so, not, but it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, I'm way too mean to this guy. But then, like, he does that stuff. And I'm just like, no, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, I definitely have that mentality about uh, some of my coworkers as well. I'm like, oh, I should be nicer. And then I'm like, they say like one thing, and I'm like, forget it. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> you suck. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, you're a terrible human being. I don't even have to be decent to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So the episode opens at the end of a match in which we find out that they have gone seven weeks. Without a win. Not seven weeks of losses, necessarily. Just seven weeks without a win. And that's a long fucking time. 
That's a long time. That's a fair amount of games. And uh, that's pretty demoralizing, I, I would say, coming from someone who's played on a team that, you know, was lucky to win like one or two games a season. Um, it it does take its toll for sure. And like the time jumps, man, Th- this season, yeah. there are so many freaking time jumps. So uh, not to jump ahead, but like it, it does make it like the whole Zava leaving thing. Like, cause yeah. it feels like he's barely on the team when you're watching the show. Cause it's like all of that buildup, we get him for like an episode and a half. But yeah. That's true. In, in the true like spirit of it, like in the universe of the show, he was on the team for like half a season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're paying attention to all the time jumps and how many games they've actually played, yeah, it's been like half the season at least, if not more. I don't remember how many games they play per season, but, I mean, they they had several time jumps. Yeah, I mean, though, when Zava first joins, it's like weeks of like win, 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 like in that montage. We don't get a losing montage, but we do get like, oh, hey, they (laughs) haven't won a game in seven weeks. So, yeah. Um, And for like professional players, yeah, that's got to be, you know, you just got a promotion and everything was looking up. And now you cannot, like, even when you score goals, they just outscore you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, mean, I think we'll probably get into this in a minute, but it's the whole phenomenon that they created. Yeah. Um, I do like the scene with the hooligans in the pub. Because <laughs> 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 I knew the positive thinking was bullshit. <laughs> I feel like that's my whole life. <laughs> I I I I hate to say this, but I like I kind of agree with you. Everybody's always like, be positive and blah blah blah, and like, oh, good things will come to you, and it'll shift your mindset. And I'm like, I think I'm doing this shit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work when I do it. There was never, maybe never, anything more satisfying in my adult life than sitting across from a therapist after Ryan died and telling her about the last five years of my life and her going like that's a lot (laughs) i can understand why you feel the way that you feel and i'm like thank you (laughs) (laughs) finally (laughs) everybody's just like but you're still here man and i'm like why (laughs) like (laughs) every every time i stand up i just get kicked in the groin (laughs) oh god oh god yeah what I can't think of it off the top of my head, but isn't there some show? I'm sure there's many shows, but there's some like sort of montage where that basically happens like <laughs> over and over again. Or maybe someone's getting punched in the stomach. I don't really know, but I feel like I feel like I have seen this montage. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, cut to them in the locker room and Ted is, you know, like walking into his office just you know the effort was there i don't know what's wrong um rebecca comes in <laughs> I, I don't know we ever, i love her are we ever gonna win another fucking match <laughs> i love it when she gets all like riled up but then she like keeps a straight face i'm like how are you doing this <laughs> so great though 
Roy with his fucks. Like, just, he, he's so good at this. I, I wish I was that elegant saying It's my favorite word. I wish <laughs> I was that elegant saying it. He takes it to a whole nother level. He really does. Um, it, the the intonation, the the body language, just the different things he does. He uses one word and it conveys so, so many emotions. It really <laughs> is quite impressive. <laughs> well, and uh, my favorite's that like, the last bit. He's like, and if the boys are going to fucking stand around all fucking day staring at fucking Zava, we ought to fucking charge them fucking admission. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, that's exactly the quote I was alluding to. So I'm very glad that you said it. Since I did not write it down verbatim, I probably would have missed the proper number of fucks, quite honestly. <laughs> it's every, it's like every other word. <laughs> I know, which is so great. It's so Roy. Also, it's so British. Just, I love every minute of him this episode. Like, he's so good. But he has a point. Like, they have kind of created this monster and now they're like, oh, it's going to be so great. Like, he's going to be great. And but they're like, no, just give it all to Zava. Just all about Zava. And now they're kind of having, what is, what is the proper phrase? I want to say, like, sleep in your own bed. But that's not, like, the way uh, it goes. It's not really hoisted on your own petard either. No. But, like, they're... But, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, they created this mess. And now they got to live with it. And yeah. living you made with your it bed, is that now you gotta lie in it. That's okay. what I was trying yeah. to say. Thank you. <laughs> yes, they have to lie in their own fucking bed. And that bed is the fact that even with Zava, they cannot win a game for seven weeks straight. Yeah. I, I it yeah. It, and it's I mean, it's kind of poetic justice, like you're saying. Like this is I mean, the team is. that you wanted, and yeah. now you have it. You told them to just give the ball to Zava, and now like they don't even know they don't even feel like they're on a team, you know. And why? they're still all starstruck by Zava, except for Jamie. Exactly. And I'm saying, why is Jamie not sitting here going like, I told you so? Because yep. he's called it from the beginning. This is why I love Jamie this season. Yeah. I mean, he, there's many reasons, but this he's is so, so good. good. Uh, side tangent, did you see the trailer for her Christmas special? No. Hannah Waddingham's? Yeah. Um She's doing a Christmas special on Apple Plus. Ooh. And a bunch of the Ted Lasso people are involved. Ooh. She's oh, singing. Cool. There's <gasps> dancing. It's it looks fucking incredible. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay. I will definitely uh, watch that. Like a pure, like proper old school kind of like Christmas song and dance special. Like I'm so excited. Nice. That's awesome. Hopefully it's, I'll have to look into it. Hopefully it's clean. Maybe I can have my kids watch it. Um, I do know that um, you bring up Jamie. I like, I know he's part of it. Um, okay. Phil, I can't, Dun, whatever his name is. <laughs> I want to say Dunster, but I don't know if that's. Yeah, I think right. that's it. <laughs> I should learn their actual names. <laughs> well, I mean, I know like, I know a good bit of them. I mean, Beard is Brendan Hunt. Oh, well, we don't have to go on this tangent, but I mean, Jason Sudeikis, Hannah Waddingham, Brett Goldstein. I probably wouldn't know Brett Goldstein's name if he didn't have a podcast. <laughs> I probably wouldn't either, but I love his podcast. I listen to it a lot. Uh, Tahib Jamo plays um, Sam, and I just know that because he was 
on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very unique name. <laughs> and oh. uh, what's his face that plays Danny? Um, I, I, uh, something Danny. Fernandez. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm terrible. Anyway. Um, I, I like Higgins' joke in the office where he's before uh, Rebecca comes in and he's like, even with Zava, uh, uh, Richmond eats more ass than your mom. <laughs> Beard <laughs> says, you really got to get off Twitter, man. He says, that's a text from my dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a, t- oh God. It's like so hilarious, but it's also like terrible. I was just yeah. like, if I was receiving that text from my dad, I would burn my phone and my eyes. <laughs> And also the 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 button on the scene is them arguing which way is north. Oh yes. And no one knows which. To be fair, if you ask me to point north, I would not fuck. Even if I was standing outside, I wouldn't know. I know. I mean, me either. For the most part. Well, yeah. No, probably not. I'd probably get it wrong. But. <laughs> at the very end i mean obviously they're all all over the place and then you know of course beard is like you're all wrong it's this way <laughs> look like, at his face i laughing. think <laughs> and then <laughs> cue the music um then we get a little bit more rebecca after the the music with her and the the green matchbook and yeah. seeing john her love interest from early season two i think it's early season two yeah uh, who she had gone on the double date with with uh, Roy and Keeley, and like not only do we have the green match book, which was predicted, we have the introduction of John's now fiance, this girl that he met after Rebecca dumped him, mm-hmm. and she calls John her shite in nining armor, Damn. which. Is exactly what the psychic said. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie. I spent the entire rest of this episode looking for thunder and lightning that did not come. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm keeping her prophecy, like, in the back of my mind as I'm watching going forward. Because, like, mm-hmm. some of it, like we talked about, I very much did remember. Yes. And some of it, I was like, I don't know what that's an allusion to. The thunder and lightning is the only one I didn't know. Everything else yeah. we 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 see, and we remembered. It's that one that I didn't I yeah. did not remember at all. Uh, the woman's name is Jessica Darling, and that is oh. a stupidly made up name. Although I feel like it's also a very British name. <laughs> it's a very British name, but it's also a very sitcommy name. What is yeah. a sitcom where the last name is Darling? Why is that? Like that, like stood out to me. Uh, so on Andy Griffith, the darlings were the family that lived up in the hills. Mm, but um, there's also the aren't the kids in <gasps> Peter Pan? Their last name's Darling, right? Maybe, but I just figured out what it was um, because I'm of a certain age. <laughs> I watched a lot of. Uh, Nickelodeon in the 90s uh, Clarissa explains it all Their last name is Darling Oh okay I didn't know that I didn't either until I found this on YouTube 
Uh, does the Darling okay. family controls? Oh, that's going to play out loud. Um, stop playing. Controls their TV addiction. Clarissa explains it all. Nick rewind. So that's probably what I'm thinking of, Clarissa Darling. Okay. Anyway. Um, and yeah, the uh, the kids in Peter Pan. Yep. Are the darlings? So, um, so I, I mean, it's not necessarily a made-up name. It just, like you said, it feels like something. I guess because that's where we know it from. Something from a show, a movie, or like yeah, it, it's just such a ridiculous name. It, I know, I know. Well, I mean, I feel like I mean, well, Jessica is such a very. It's a very, very, very common first name. <laughs> We talked about this last week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to pair that with, like, common-sounding last names, it's just, yeah, it sounds very generic is kind of what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which might and, be a good way to describe his fiance. Yeah. Rude, and, and him. Like, <laughs> yes. well, gen- maybe not generic, just pretentious in a generic fashion. Yeah. Because the Anthony, like, if anything proved that this was not the guy the anthony hopkins story flat out proves it like come on man (laughs) that's sir anthony hopkins he's not a fucking clown (laughs) (laughs) i love i had forgotten that story when he like launches into this whole thing oh we were at hamilton and i'm like where's this going and then i was like oh right the whole Anthony Hopkins thing, I forgot. The we're standing in line to buy the soundtrack on CD because I refuse to stream music. Stream music. Oh my god. <laughs> Who Fuck is you, this dude. Guy? What's wrong with him? <laughs> like it, it like at least if it was like we're looking to buy it on vinyl, that I can at least be like, oh, okay. But like yeah. I'm buying it on CD because I refuse to stream music. Really, dude? Really? <laughs> so weird. I was just like, oh my gosh. Pretentious <laughs> is a very good way to... That's a very good way to put this. In such a stupid fashion. <laughs> yes. Like, not even, like, cool hipster. Just, like, pretentious, <laughs> bloated douchebag. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> we cut to Keely and her meeting with Jack and Barbara. you know i know uh, spoilers kind of sort of i know we grow to love barbara but in these early episodes there's nothing more than watching somebody cut the rug out from underneath her or just yank it you know oh i know it's so satisfying so Uh, satisfying i i guess from what what i could gather is the meeting is about barbara thinks they need to take on more clients keely yes. thinks they need to stay small and boutique because she doesn't want to expand too quickly and jack uh agrees with her um, yes yeah i mean barbara's trying to scale because that and when you're investing money that's the number one way that you make money you grow, you grow, and you turn a profit, and then you sell again, and then the VC makes their money back. Yeah. So yeah, that's why. And I think you can kind of pick up some hints here, but uh, you know, spoilers for stuff that happens later in the episode. I think Jack's got some ulterior motives in, in agreeing with Keeley. 
you think? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, and, go ahead. Okay, I will say when I was first watching this episode, I did find it odd that Jack was still there and taking such an active interest in Keeley's business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I know I talked about this last week, but uh, the only other true examples I have of watching this um, is in Silicon Valley. And mm. literally all the VCs there, like, they're kind of like Jack, like so flashy and just full of themselves. But they literally do just show up for one episode, do their flashy look at me thing, and then mm-hmm. fuck off. And you don't see them again for the rest of the season. Because... Mm-hmm. That's what they do. <laughs> I mean, usually, yeah, which is why it's odd that she's sticking around. You know? Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's we find out later. Like it, we find or, out why, yeah. Yeah. It, it has to be, you know, something like that. So yes. um I I do I do love Barbara's like she doesn't even bat an eye when Jack agrees with Keely. <laughs> she just keeps going, then excuses herself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just so it's great. like I get uh Jack says something about like if you wanna if you wanna make your restaurant look popular, you don't you like you remove tables. Yes. Then you have a line out the door. And she's like, I guess we'll just pay ourselves with all the tables we're going to throw away. I know. I I really actually loved that line because I love how like like Barbara's trying so hard to like show that she has like Jack's best interests like it from like an investment standpoint like in in her head and that's what she's moving towards but then she like throws such shade and just yeah. walks out the door I'm like respect Barbara respect <laughs> <laughs> I I think this is when I started to turn a corner. With her in this episode. Because I like I was happy that Jack kind of like yanked the rug out from under. But yeah. also when she's throwing shade at her as she's walking out the door. I'm like, okay. And then later with Shandy, I'm like, I like this woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I think this was the turning point a little bit. If not now, I think it's, it, it's not next episode. But it might be... Um... It might be the one after. There's yeah. there's one later in this season where she like really turns the corner before the very end because at the yeah. very end it's just super sweet. But anyways, uh, speaking of Shandy, <laughs> she storms <laughs> in and says something akin to like, "Now that you're done with your cool girls club, <laughs> like I just oh, wanted Shandy. to let you know I've started my own app. <laughs> oh my god, called Starfucker." <laughs> Oh my god! I love Jack's response though. Like without missing a beat, she's like, "Oh, she didn't let that go, has she?" Or like, she's so pissed about it. <laughs> and Shandy's like, "We are looking for investors." Like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> I was a little because, like, when she stormed in there, I was like, "Oh, this is her quitting." Like, she's quitting. Yeah. And she's not though, because Jack's like, you should, you. This is what you have to say when you fire her. Mm-hmm. And Keely's like, I can't fire her. She thinks she's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, such a cute <laughs> response. I, I think we both work with people who probably think that they're 
excellent at their job and they get into this whole discussion i forget what she says her dad calls it uh Uh, talent dysmorphia yes yes (laughs) like the worst people always think they're doing the best job (laughs) yes that's so true but then sometimes in bad moments i'm like is that me? Yes, I was I was <laughs> just thinking the same thing. Like there are times at my job where I'll I'll be sitting there looking at something and I'm like I'm I'm killing like I'm doing so good. And I'm like, "Wait, am I?" Like Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> really relate to this. <laughs> uh this is probably TMI and definitely a tangent. But I told uh, a friend of mine once um, that I have this very deep-rooted fear that I am – you know how you see, like, companies hire people who are, like, a little – I don't don't know how to to be super PC about it, but a little slow, and it's like – this guy's like the, the, like, see, we hire, like – kind of dumb people too you know i'm like i've always had this like very deep fear of like i'm the token moron oh god oh no and i'm like not as smart as i think i am and but like most of the time like i i low-key think i'm the smartest person in the room i'm like i work with idiots Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then i'm like wait Am I an idiot? Am I the idiot? <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, why am I still here? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, but and, then and, I, I have a I have a buddy Sean who's who reverses that and always tells me he's like, dude, you're not further along because you're lazy as shit. <laughs> Every time you apply yourself, it's just like, oh wow, look what you did, and then you're just like. Uh, that, that was that was too much work. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that was fun. We'll we'll table this for a while. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like, I don't. I just I don't want to do all that work. <laughs> I just want to watch TV and talk about it. <laughs> right? Why can't we be paid to do this, Logan? Why? <laughs> I, probably because I'm too lazy, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> like too lazy to figure out how to get paid doing the thing that I love. I'm like, I guess I'll just do it for free. <laughs> Not even for work. free. It costs me money. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say we pay to do this. <laughs> it costs me like five hundred dollars a year to podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> We're, what is wrong with us? Oh god. Okay. While Joe Rogan is a fucking multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> because he sold out to fucking Spotify. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, uh, so, that was fun. <laughs> back in the locker room, uh, Isaac. So, they have this really fun discussion about the movie She's All That. Yes. Which I was obsessed with, like, when it came out. I was obsessed with Freddie Prince Jr. because, you know, it came out and I was of an age, shall we say. So. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, but have you seen him lately? No. He's still smoking hot. 
Oh, okay. Well, like, then I'm going to need to Google this shit. <laughs> and also, he's still married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's incredible. That's right. I did know that. I did for real know that. Like, he definitely became a silver fox. Oh, he is hot still. Yeah. Damn. So, I was I was obsessed with her. Um, uh, I mean. Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, because she's. Uh, yeah. She's yeah, like ridiculously cute. But now if I showed you pictures, you'd be like, no, they don't look anything alike. The girl I uh, went to Paul prom Walker with. Walker was in this movie? Yes. Sad face. I did not remember that. Uh the girl I went to prom with, I thought looked exactly like Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. So like I was in love with her. So I was like, oh, I'm in love with Rachel Lee Cook too. And so, but actually, I was dating somebody else at the time. Oh. And, like, she kind of put the two and two together. That was not a fun conversation. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, but I still really, like, it's a problematic movie in the way that most of those movies back then are problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still really like that movie. I haven't rewatched it in a hot minute. Um. I think I would like to, though. I forgot how many people are in this movie. Holy yeah. cow, was that just Usher? Sorry, the trailer's play. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Walker. Oh, God. Tragedy. Uh, there was, was one of those, like, 90s movies that Cisco was in, and I can't remember which one it was. Uh, I don't think so it was that one. The, no, it wasn't this one. There were so many of these 90s movies, though. That's yeah. the thing. So many of them. I do how, like... Isaac says, uh, where they're talking about like somebody has to change their appearance, and they're talking about Nate, who was going out on a date with mm -hmm. uh, that supermodel and photographed with her. Uh, Isaac's like, Yeah, but it's not his appearance he has to change, it's the inside he has to change. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a good, I liked, I liked how he. I liked how he said that, and he kind of, like, turned it around. Yeah. Uh, then we get that whole speech about Zava only having eyes for his wife, which is really sweet, but also a little much. <laughs> Agreed. Very sweet, but borderline nauseating. I'm like, mm -hmm. ugh. And then, I'd like, but then, like, I love how they cut to the different reactions where, like, Danny is like, oh, my gosh, like, could I love you anymore? Yep. And Jamie's like, can I puke in my hat now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so funny. The the kicker for me is when uh, he's like, what do you, he doesn't understand what they're talking about. And Jamie's like, it's a movie, mate. And he's like, I don't watch moving pictures. <laughs> like, right. fucking come on, man. What year like, were you born? My favorite thing to watch is my wife. Like, uh, somebody hit him with something. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's how I felt. I was like, sweet, yes. But too much. Uh, too much. Uh, and then we cut to the office and we find out that Beard was a male stripper. Um, uh, apparently, yeah. And, yeah. And he worked at a place called Man City. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> that, if. The shoe fits. That's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm gonna just out myself here and go. I, I, didn't I get that joke the first time he said it? 
<laughs> Definitely didn't. And when I rewatched it a few weeks ago, I was like, oh shit, that's funny. <laughs> like, yeah. It went straight over my head the first time I heard it. Oh, that's okay. Um, and it, <laughs> we get this fun scene where they're trying to come up, with, like, if we do the, uh, he runs down, like, all the formations they can do. Mm-hmm. Like, the four, four, three, or five, four, yeah, yeah. Four, four, two, four, four, three, yeah. too many people on the field. Sorry. <laughs> five, five, three, two. Yeah. Uh, We're five, fucked. One. Yep, we're fucked. fucked all of them. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. fucked. Like it's if we do the four four two, we're fucked. If we do this, we're fucked. If we do this, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we hear Trent like kind of like, eh. and he has an idea. I'm not savvy enough to know what the hell it is he's talking about though. <laughs> he um. Okay, I know I'd like just watched the episode. I'm trying to remember exactly what you don't happen to have any notes on, like exactly what I didn't. No, I didn't write it down. Okay, Uh, I just watched this and I I, I'm still ultimately though it doesn't matter because immediately Beard and and Roy shoot it down and go yeah, but they'll do this and he goes oh yeah you're fucked. Yeah, something about their, like, center backs being too strong or something like that. Yep. Um, we do get the fun ape thing, though. Like, them doing the the little ape noises, the monkey noises. Uh, yes. That about killed me when Roy joins in at the end. I did not remember that. Yeah. And he won't, he won't like, do it to the point that Beard and Dad <laughs> are doing it. But he's just hitting his chest like, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, okay, Roy. It was just such like a Roy thing to do. He's like, I'm just gonna grunt. <laughs> um, that's what I do. And that's when Ted gets a text from Michelle saying that there was an incident with their son at school that involved bullying. Mm-hmm. Now we know because we've both seen the episode multiple times. I'm curious if you remember the first time you watched it. Did you immediately think he was bullied or that he bullied someone? Oh no, 100%. I assumed he was bullied because yeah. he's Ted's son, and how could he not be? Yeah. He speaks like Ted. He does things like Ted. He says things like Ted, and he's a kid. And you know what? Kids are little shits, and they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they are super mean. So, yeah, I 100% thought he was being bullied. Absolutely. They're especially mean around that age, man. Like, I can't they'll, they'll right play now nice. The fucking kids. I just, I'm going, yeah. I'm going through some stuff with the older ones. Yeah. Anyway. I, I went to the Marvels. So, that's another side tangent. Um, I went to the Marvels, which is fun. It's with my friend Courtney and her two children. She has a son who's eight and a daughter who's 12, I think about to be 13, but right at that age. Mm-hmm. And we finished the movie. Uh, it's not spoilers to say that Miss Marvel from the TV show, Kamala mm-hmm. Khan is in the movie. Yeah. They were talking about how much they enjoyed Kamala Khan. And I said, you should go watch Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. And her daughter says, 
what is that? I said, it's all about Kamala and her family. And you were like, you're saying how much you enjoyed it. Like, so you probably really enjoy the show. She said, oh, it's a TV show. I said, yeah. She said, I'm not going to watch it. Why? Said, but you just said you, and for five minutes, I was just arguing. I was like, <laughs> I don't understand. And finally she was just like, well, you're saying that it's good. I don't think I'll like it. And I'm like, I, I, I never wanted to hit a child. I really <laughs> like, I'm so tired of like I, these teenagers or preteens. Like my niece was Ryan's daughter was the same way. I, I could, it could be like, Hey, if you like this, you might like this. No, I'm not going to like that. Yeah. Why? Well, you think it's good. So I know I'm not going to like it. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. There's that aspect of it. Yep. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> you're old. You must not know what you're talking about. Your tastes are like terrible. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's walking around with fucking t-shirts with the bands that I listen to on them. <laughs> right? I like, know. Mm. Like, you don't even know a Nirvana song. <laughs> you should have said that. You should be like, name one Nirvana song. I dare you. They get mad at me when I do that. Why? Uh, one of my other nieces walks around with... Then why are they wearing a fucking with, shirt? <laughs> with a Led Zeppelin sweatshirt on all the time. I'm like, I will give you $100 if you can name a Led Zeppelin song. She's like, I just like the shirt. I'm like, oh my uh, God. <laughs> my seven-year-old can name more classic, classic rock bands than most of these teenagers can. <laughs> like, that's the difference. When I was 13, if I had a Beatles sweatshirt... Guess what? I could have named 20 Beatles songs on top of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, that was a whole side thing. Um, yeah, I I was really surprised with the bullying thing when I first saw this. Um, I was very surprised with Roy's reaction <laughs> to the bullying thing. Oh my gosh, this is probably like the single greatest monologue ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, um, first, Beard was like, drop everything. If we hop on a plane right now, we can be at that house burning it down. Right? <laughs> In 12 hours or whatever. And Roy's like, no, that's not what you do. You show up at four o'clock in the morning, statistically, when people are least, <laughs> least expecting an attack <laughs> with a rope <laughs> soaked in red paint. And then you just start beating them until they wake up and confuse the paint with their own blood. And then when they ask you to stop, you laugh as long and loud as you possibly can. And then you start beating them again. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, Roy. <laughs> I love, I think, I think like Beard's like reactions and responses during this entire thing are like some of my favorite things because yeah. he's just like, because he's like, you know, at 4 a.m. when they're statistically the least like ready to defend themselves, Beard's like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, like go on. <laughs> he's like, yes, ending until it gets to the point where they're getting beat with a, a paint so broke and he's like, wait, what? What are we doing? Right. Yeah. And he just kind of looks confused, but it's just, it's so great. I'm just like, wow. And I think, I think what caps it all off at the very end when Trent is so into the story, he <laughs> drops. drops his cup. It's like, <laughs> this is horrifying. It's so great, though. So great. 
How did you get through <laughs> that with a straight face? Like, I, I would love to know how many takes that took. Right. Like, just... <laughs> and you know, every time he got it right, they broke. Like, yeah. <laughs> it would just, like... Because he's so fucking serious. Oh, my God. It's so funny, though. So funny. Um... And so from there we go to Rebecca's office with um, Higgins doing this roundabout uh, wordplay of like, I think we maybe sort of need to consider possibly talking about, thinking about possibly replacing Ted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you want me to fire Ted? <laughs> and, and what what he says in, in any of that? What made you think it's something I wanted to happen? <laughs> exactly, I love that. Uh, what made you think I want this to happen? <laughs> and like it, it's interesting to me because like we open the episode, and we've seen Rebecca so upset. For this, like this season, and so, like pressuring Ted, yeah. But the idea that it it's not to a point where she's like, I don't, I don't want to fire him, right? You know, like she wants to win, she wants to beat Rupert, she, but she doesn't want to fire her now friend. Yeah, and I can't tell if it's that she doesn't want to fire him because. She sees him as a friend or if it's because she she still does believe in him and sees the good that he does yeah. for the team in his like kind of roundabout way. I, I mean, I think it's it's probably definitely a little bit of both, but it definitely speaks to her character. Because, I mean, because like you watch professional sports, you see yeah. it like even if people seem friendly, like when the team ain't doing good. I mean, yeah. Uh, if you lost seven straight NFL games, <laughs> especially if it's not like your first professional coaching job, you might, you might get fired. Um, if you're the quarterback, you're probably getting benched. Yep. Um, you know, th- heads are starting to like, and I, I realize there's less NFL games than, uh, you know, games that they play, but you know, well, let's say in the NFL, it would be losing four straight games or something like that. You might not get fired, but there definitely are talks happening about you don't know what you're doing. And Rebecca is not the person talking like that. All, all the pundits are. Yeah. But, you know, and, you know, Higgins is the head of football operations to come in and be willing to have that conversation. I, you know, I. It is still very roundabout, but it shows some growth for him, too, because mm-hmm. um, he's non-confrontational. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's very non-confrontational. And I wonder, you know, though, at some point, I wonder if the two of them step back and realize that it was more their doing to bring in Zava. And it wasn't really Ted's decision. Right. And the whole dynamic on the team and the whole reason they're on this like losing streak is arguably because of the Zava phenomenon. So I wonder if they see that and recognize that partially. And that's why she, and she's kind of like, 
well, no, like we can't, you know, like we can't get rid of Ted. And I wonder if in the back of her mind, she's like, because, you know, this was our doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It reminds me of like a little bit of the, the Johnny Manziel stuff that went on mm. with the Browns. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, yeah, you know, y'all saw what this guy was like. I get it. He was like flashy in college, but uh, St. College, man. And you kind of did it to yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, and so Rebecca asks, she immediately is like, I, I don't want to entertain this. So I'm just going to change the subject and ask Higgins if he believes in psychics. He, of course, says yes. Um, she of calls course. him. Whimsical, I think yeah. is the word she uses. Yes. Um, and we find out that his aunt predicted that he and his wife would have five boys. <laughs> and they have five boys. Imagine that. And he alludes to the, um, what does he call it? Drenched, or does he say drenched toilet seats? Or Either that or just wet toilet seats. Yeah. But um, yes. <laughs> to the fact that, you know. It's yeah. <laughs> I wasn't one of those people, but I, I've heard horror stories. So I'm I'm just glad I have girls. Yeah. Um. Just tell them to pee in the tub, man. <laughs> Ew. Can't miss the tub. <laughs> then they're gonna clean the damn thing. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do men do that. So gross. It's not uh, you are look, not you are not the first guy that has that it, I've heard say a, that. It's it's I I I know I'm a male I'm a white male I have a lot of privilege. <laughs> the only thing I will straight up like sit here and say is like the one thing that I'm just like I'm always glad I'm a dude is when I have to pee <laughs> 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 because it doesn't matter I can find a place to pee. <laughs> I mean that's true. That's true. <laughs> Probably to TMI, but like I I can go jogging and be a mile away from anything remotely, <laughs> any restrooms, anything, and just be like, oh, I gotta pee. Okay. Well, <laughs> meanwhile, the what rest looks of us. private. <laughs> meanwhile, the rest of us are just like, how fast can yeah. I make it back? This is the fastest mile I've ever run in my life because I have to be. Like, please don't pee on myself. Please don't pee on myself. <laughs> yes, conversations I've had with myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is the one thing that I'm just like, I'm glad I'm a dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, then we get a Nate scene, which... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, the secretary who has a weird name that I, I'm having the hardest time remembering. I keep meaning to write it down and I always forget. Uh, but Rupert's secretary uh, comes in to ask Nate, like to give Nate uh, Anastasia's number uh, mm -hmm. and say that, you know, you should call her. Um, and then Nate starts to make the call as she's leaving. And we find out that he's actually called his mom. Which is adorable. Um, yes, it's hilarious. Um, her, she plays Miss Cakes. Miss Cakes, yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I, is I the perfect sitcomy name for a freaking tall, 
thin, leggy secretary. <laughs> I know. Spelled with a K. But still. <laughs> it's like something out of a, of a fucking James Bond movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And part of me wonders if that's not what they were going for. Um, yeah, he is walking around with that damn black trench coat all the time. I know, right? Okay. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so man, her 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 role is, is ah, Yeah. I just knocked something off the desk. Um, is interesting. But I, I thought it was hilarious because I was not expecting him to, I was not expecting him to call his mom. It uh <laughs> it it was it was very Nate and uh as much as I hate to admit it, it is just another like chink in the armor of like yep. they're bringing me back they're bringing yeah. me back like, no oh, i don't want to like him still there i was like oh but that was so, so cute adorable i know um then we get this really interesting moment in the hall with uh, ted and rebecca where oh yes she walks by and says coach and he says rebecca and they acknowledge each other but then they reverse course and they're like, uh, like break that tension from the opening moment of the show. And he's like, I know you feel bad, but like he says what she's feeling and she's kind of taken aback. And he's like, I guess I'm a bit psychic, which takes her even like makes her take a step back even further. Mm-hmm. And she says, you're right. I'm really sorry for bullying you the other day, which makes him take a step back. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, we just gotta, like, but then instead of the coach Rebecca thing, she, he says boss and she says Ted, which is usually what they say. Exactly. So I, I thought it was like, it seems like a nothing scene, but it does kind of like, show you like where their headspace was with each other and how they were able to kind of uh course correct and like get back to a more like proper place yeah and i think it was also important to like the story because she's looking for all these like different signs right and that to her was kind of almost like another one it wasn't one that like her psychic told her but it was just too coincidental, like the words that, you know, the words that he uses, which were exactly uh, related to, you know, conversations she'd been having, kind of like the same for him. And yeah. so he's, it was just kind of like, whoa, I guess I guess we do kind of have like a connection here. Like there's something here like to this partnership. Yeah. Um, it, like I said, it feels like a nothing scene until you like watch it at least a couple more times and understand what's going on in the episode. And I mean, you're a hundred percent, right. Um, it feels, it's really important to their relationship, uh, because it, it's like, otherwise the, the last time we saw him together, she was yelling at him. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) speaking of yelling, uh, the next scene is Shandy gets fired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And the straw that breaks the camel's back is that I can't remember the name of the company, but uh, Barbara comes in and is like, So, Keely, did you tell Shandy to get with whatever the name of this company is to create a line of condoms 
for balls, <laughs> which I, we're not even going to get into it. It just doesn't make any sense. No. And then we find out that the company she called makes eyewear. Like, yes. I, like sunglasses and shit. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> I think, I mean, I think it's just sort of highlighting her erratic behavior and her like unprofessionalism and just kind of like she has great ideas she just goes about all of it in the wrong way and it's just yeah and so you know she's like oh well I I have this good idea so naturally when I'm out drunk off my ass at three in the morning I'm gonna call a really important client (laughs) and pitch them because that's what feels right in the moment and that's kind of like what she's all about but no yeah just no not only does that not make any sense, um, right. you just didn't even call the right company. Like, it's not like you called Trojan. <laughs> right. It was like, I have this great idea for them to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? You called somebody that makes sunglasses. <laughs> right. Um, so she gets fired and does the the uh, who's coming with me thing, yes. um, <laughs> which... Uh, I guess is kind of sort of made famous in recent pop culture by Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. Um, But uh, nobody, nobody wants to go with her. And she tries to bring Barbara, who immediately says no. (laughs) And, like, this is when I'm full on, like, I think I like Barbara. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um. And, you know, Shandy walks out. (laughs) I forget what she says to Barbara, but it's great. (laughs) She's like, no, I'm not coming with you. She's like, fuck you, you fascist, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think she calls them all fascists or something. It's hilarious. Um, So then we get Rebecca, after all her signs, going to the, the dock to test out to see if she's able to have children, which mm-hmm. what a fucking painstaking scene, man. Oh, I know. It's just harder to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine. Like, and I, I know a lot of, there are a lot of women in my life who have gone through this thing. And this is three seconds of the kind of just hell that they have to deal with. With just asking someone, like, hey, do you think I'm still able to have a child? Yeah. And, uh, like, her panic at filling out those fucking forms, which I hate. I absolutely hate. I can't imagine having to do it for that reason. Yeah. I, I hate the forms. Yeah. No, I mean, the, there's just there's just so many of them, and it's just, it's, I mean, it's impersonal, I mean, because it is, I mean, it's a piece of paper, right? But it's, yeah, and I think in certain situations and certain, um, like, I mean, I guess just situations, you know, it just, it just gets more depressing and almost traumatizing to have yeah. to put that out there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's kind of like. Well, I guess now it's my turn for TMI, but not for like me personally, but it's just like, you know, like when women, you know, go to these types of doctors, um, 
And even if you're just going for like a standard checkup, you know, a lot of the common questions are like, how many pregnancies have you had? How many children do you have? And so like, if you're someone that's gone through a, chronic miscarriages or loss like that, could you imagine having to write all of that down and say, I have no live children? Like, that's so traumatizing. Yeah. No, I I, I can't imagine. I can't it, either, fortunately. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we only even get, like, minutes of it, not, like, the full-on, like, having to deal with it and then uh, you know later in the episode getting a fucking text from the doctor not to jump ahead but that says (laughs) i have your test results i'll call you after the match like because all the doctor wants to do is talk about fucking football i know which i was like i get it because that's the culture of this show but it was also like off-putting It's like I'm not here for that man Like I I need some kind of Comfort something Um, Yeah it's like Who cares like put it aside Come on um, From there we go to the training room Which is a fun Like round robin Kind of conversation like Isaac's laying down the law about no video Games before you go to bed Unless it's (laughs) Animal Crossing because that shit Is soothing Um which he's not wrong. I I can't play the game. Have you played Animal Crossing? No, we don't have it. I haven't played it. I I just fall asleep playing it. Like I play it for like two minutes and I'm like, oh, just pass out. Like it's <laughs> just it it's 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 crazy. I've I've not done anything in the game because I can't play it for more than five minutes without falling asleep. I don't know if it's because it's boring or it's really that soothing. That's really funny. Um, maybe well, I'll have to I'll have to give it a try. Um, <laughs> I could send you my copy. I don't ever play it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually I got it from Spencer because he never played it. <laughs> he won't play it either. That's um. So uh, Jamie tries to squash the negativity um in his Jamie way, and Zava fucking hijacks his whole speech. Just oh, the whole, and Jamie's like, "That's what I just said." I think that's part of like what endears me to Jamie so much like early on in this season is he's already doing the things. He's already saying the right things. He's being the leader. He's being the captain. He's trying to like lead his team. And at the, I mean, even though I guess he's not the captain, Isaac's the captain, but you know what I mean? Like he's being that star player, that leader. And then Zava just comes in and like railroads him. And I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, like, for Jamie to have like just held on as long as he did, just that that alone shows the amount of growth he's had yes. since season one. Because like season one, Jamie would have been like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here. Like right? I'm not dealing with this. Like I'm I'm not not gonna let this guy continue to just steal my sunshine." <laughs> exactly. So, um. So. Uh. We find out right after that that it was Henry that was the bully in school, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, Ted multiple times in this episode comes right up to a panic attack. Yes. And uh, this was a big instance. Like, this is when I really noticed. I'm like, oh, this has happened a few times. And I 
didn't really get it until like I watched it uh, earlier this week that what I, I'm like, why did they keep showing us him almost have a panic attack? It's because they're trying to show us that he's learning how to deal with the stress instead of letting it deal with him. Yes. Yeah. So they're showing, yeah, they're showing that growth for Ted and showing that he knows how to manage those feelings and that he's learning kind of like maybe how to process some stuff in the moment, but it's also showing us the real trigger, yeah. which I definitely did not clue into the first time around, but I almost, I'm like, how did I miss this? Like, I almost feel like it's being hammered home through a rewatch, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. Um, from there, uh, there's, well, there's a fun scene with Beard and uh, Ted where he Ted tells Beard, like, what's going on. And Beard's like, he's your kid. Like, he's going to be okay. Like, he's yeah. not he's not that person. Like, he's your kid. You love him. He's got a lot of you in him. Like, it, it's not going to be the dire situation that you might think it's going to be. Um, but then we get a fun scene where uh, we find out how Shandy got her revenge for being <laughs> fired. Oh, my gosh. Which uh, was alluded to way back when we got introduced to Shandy. And we find out that apparently lamb feces poop whatever smells absolutely horrible <laughs> not that any of it doesn't but apparently this is particularly rancid <laughs> apparently yeah and uh and you have to be careful in the way that you pick it up which we also yes. learned in that episode from shandy <laughs> which so interesting that she knows that um and is, then is uses it, so... it against them <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, that's the problem. So, um, <laughs> I, I just, I love them discovering it. Hey, how is that lamb in there for that long and nobody fucking heard it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Because, yeah, if it were in there Because there was long, a lot of poop on that desk. <laughs> it would have been making noise, yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know, maybe they had headphones in or whatever. Uh, the next scene is Nate taking Anastasia to his favorite restaurant, A Taste of Athens. <laughs> what, like, there's so much in this scene. Like, this is full on the first scene since sometime in season two where I'm pulling for Nate. And I'm yeah, with yeah. him. You know, like, yeah. this isn't you, man. Like, you're trying to be you. I get it. Good for you. And this person, you do not belong with this person. This is not your crowd. This is not like, forget this girl. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it, it's, it's just, it's difficult to watch because we already know that. Yeah. And he, yet he's still trying to. You know, like put on airs. Yeah, well, but like be himself and take him to take her to his, his favorite restaurant because it means something to him, and you know because that's where they celebrate all of these things, and he wants to share that with her. But he's trying to share something with a person who's like incapable of connecting on a level like that. Like she's just doing this for 
like the I don't know it just it's just superficial for her yeah it's like I can't take a picture of this food it looks like vomit <laughs> yeah I can't post vomit oh my god um What's interesting about rewatching it now, like after the fact and knowing how everything turns out, is watching Jade's reaction to all of this. Yes, I clocked that as well. And because she has been so dismissive of him. Mm -hmm. And this kind of like in such maybe a little bit of a fucked up way wins (laughs) her to his side. Where it's just like, oh, well, he did score a date with this supermodel, but also she's vapid and useless (laughs) and like totally ditches him to go like it's (laughs) somebody who's been frequently ditched lately. Um, It's such a like, like, maybe that's why I felt for Nate, because I'm like, I go through this all the time now and I'm just like. Yep, they're out like like oh my friend is sick, and then they're running to the car to hop in and run off with their girlfriends. So, um, which I mean that wasn't her scene either. Like I also want to look at Nate and be like, what are you doing, man? Like, did you really think that she was gonna be anything other than superficial? Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, part of me is surprised that you know like she insists on passing on her number or whatever but i assume she's just doing it for the prestige of you know like dating the the head coach yeah i mean i don't think i don't think she has any sort of like deal with rupert or whatever but just for yeah i mean it just it just fits her status to be dating like um someone who's high profile right now who's in the news a lot he was, you know, kind of a celebrity in his own right, even if he doesn't think of himself as one. Yeah. Um, and and then for, I mean, there's a lot of like back and forth during certain scenes, but his wraps up like after uh, Anastasia like just bails. Um, yeah. uh, Jay brings out the baklava, which he said was divine. <laughs> um, and they have this little moment where. You know, it, it it's a kind of like a, a softer mirror version of when he asked for her number the first time. He's like, I can't eat all this baklava unless you want to sit down and 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 have it with me. Mm-hmm. And he tries to immediately just be like, No, of course you don't. But then she says, Well, sure, you you say it's divine, so why would I want to sit here and have have it with you? And mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's it's really rough watching this the first time around and just being like, I want to hate Nate so much. <laughs> but I know, but in this moment, you can't. Yeah, it's really hard to because he's so much the old Nate. Yes, so much. Like, I mean, you you see you see him there, and you're like, Come on, man, why did you do the things that you did? <laughs> um. And, of course, Keely uh, had been invited to the match, her and Jack both, by Rebecca. Um, (laughs) Barbara was going to come. She asked if there would be violence. She said uh, she was told no, probably not like last time. Then she declined. (laughs) Uh, But instead of doing that, they're cleaning up lamb poop. And then they 
decide to have drinks and then they Keely kisses her she kisses her back and then that's all the stuff we were talking about earlier oh yeah. this is why you're still here mm-hmm. yeah, exactly one uh, thing leads to another but we think that was all intentional anyway yeah um I got to say, like, I, the moment before it happened, I knew it was going to happen. But, like, this specific storyline was very surprising to me. I agree. Because it felt like such, and maybe we'll feel differently if, in hindsight. But at the time, it felt like such a departure from mm-hmm. the main storyline. And it was just kind of like, why are we going in this direction? Yeah. When we have so much stuff to wrap up, like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, and I like in hindsight, I kind of get Keely's headspace of like, I I see Roy all the time. I see Jamie all the time. They, I know they both have feelings for me. I kind of still both have feelings for them, and I really don't want to deal with that. And I'm a little bit buzzed and. This woman is, you know, rich and powerful and kind of my boss and also very good looking. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm just taking a swing at this, like, because I'm tired of thinking about all that other stuff. Um, so I kind of get it. But, yeah, it was like, I was like, oh, God, really? We're, we're going to introduce a fucking third romantic interest for this woman? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Um, so Zava, no show at the match. <laughs> I found this surprising when I first watched it. It was just kind of like, really? Yeah, that was, it was a fucking shock. That was like, wait, is this how we're resolving the Zava storyline? Once you know it's happening, if you go back and watch his speech in the locker room, he's basically telling them that he's not going to be there. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's funny. He's like, you can win. You can do it. You guys are what it's going to take to win. Like, he's already made his decision. He's done. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really funny. I don't I don't think I, I picked up on that. So, uh, yeah, like everybody's shocked and they don't know what to do. And of course, I mean, they're not prepared. So they're gonna lose the match. They mm-hmm. lose the fucking match. Like not not a draw. They lose. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. um, and then we get like as they're going back to the locker room, we get uh multiple things, but uh mostly uh finding out like uh, almost immediately that Zava has announced his retirement. Um. The, the video is really funny. Uh, how he wants to spend time with his family in his avocado farm, which has come <laughs> up so many times. I do like when Beard, during the match, like when he walks in, right, or right before the match, he's like, I've called, and he names off all of these people, but he called his avocado whisperer. Yes. <laughs> which really makes me laugh. I mean, he names off so many things, and a few of them, I'm just like, is that really a thing? And then he's like, and his avocado whisperer is like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and we also get uh, Ted connecting with Henry about finally about uh, the match, the incident, everything. It's very brief, mostly because we find out Henry immediately apologized. Yes. With a rap. <laughs> An apology rap. As I said, he is Ted's kid. Yep. Uh, which I think completely, like, that Ted, like, is just, like, all that anxiety about, am, have I fucked up my kid? Like, is he going to be, like, a terror? Like, it's just gone. When he's like, yeah, he's okay. I apologize with an apology rap. And, like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is still that kid that I put on a plane you know, uh, 14 weeks ago to go back to school. And, you know, it, it was just an incident that happened. Um, and then Ted lets him go, says he has to address the team, which is it's one of our typical Ted speeches. It's pretty high up there for me in Ted speeches. It's it's really high up there for me in Ted's speeches, too, especially with the sign. Yeah. Um, there is one funny moment where he talks about uh, Ted. Ted's talking about signs and, you know, like they're asking about Zava leaving the team. And he's like, you know, it's like losing the girl you love. Like, it's heartbreaking. But, like, you can't be too heartbroken when you find out she married literally the her destiny like the the guy she was supposed to be with mm-hmm. and beer goes fucking gina gershon and <laughs> the look that roy gives in it's like holy shit they have that in common because we find out we found out in season two that roy dated gina gershon <laughs> <laughs> oh oh that's funny okay i okay that's hilarious because I was trying to figure out what the connection was because I clocked Roy's reaction and it was like bewilderment, disbelief, and like some like shock, like all rolled into one. And I was trying to figure it out. I was like, why when Beard says that, does he react that way? That makes so much more sense. Yeah. In, uh, so in the episode where they take uh, Isaac to uh of uh, I, I don't want to call it the projects i don't know what to call it but where they go play uh football oh. with that with that group of people yeah um, like in his old neighborhood yeah where he grew up yeah um ted and roy are talking about something um and something about celebrities and Roy boasts about having dated uh, somebody. And he's like, no, but I did date Gina Gershon. So, like, that that's such a callback to that episode. And, yeah, I just, I, I love it. I love that moment. That's hilarious. Um. Um, Tupac is obsessed with Gina Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, that's hilarious. You keep name checking me on your show. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, but yeah, uh, Ted's got his whole speech, but like specifically, 
he says, you know what I want to mess with? The belief that I matter, uh, regardless of what I do or don't achieve. The belief that we all deserve to be loved, whether we've been hurt or maybe we've been or maybe we've hurt someone else. Or what about the belief of hope? That's what I want to mess with. Believing that things can get better, that I can get better, that we will we will get better to believe in yourself, to believe in one another. That's fundamental to being alive. If you can do that, if each of you can truly do that, can't nobody rip this apart. Mm. As he rips the fucking sign into tiny, not tiny, but smaller and smaller pieces. Yes, he rips it. Yes, he rips it into smaller pieces. And into probably about fourteen pieces. <laughs> so yeah, mm. I don't think he. I don't. Okay, I can't say anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so can't say anything um, else. Anyway, we'll we'll unpack this later. <laughs> uh, and, and that that's kind of where we uh end the episode. Well, I think technically it ends with Rebecca finding out that she can't have kids, um, which we knew was coming. Yeah. Um, because a doctor doesn't text you and say, I got your results. I'll call you after the match if the results are good. The doctor just says, I got your results. Everything's go or like anything like that. You know, yeah, um, yeah, that was kind of my feeling. That was, yeah, had, yeah, my feeling too. It's like, oh, those are not gonna. It's not gonna be good news. Um, which, which, you know, it's fucking devastating because she goes to this quack woman, gets all of this like crazy nonsense that ends with the woman going like, "You're gonna have a family," and. She is already aware that or pretty positive she can't have one. Then she gets all these signs that the woman said would happen. And so she gets her fucking hopes up. Yep. And they're just, you know, dashed. Um, but yeah, that, such a unique episode because it's the end of the Mostly the end of the Zava stuff And Didn't fucking ever see it Ending like that <laughs> Like just to introduce it and be like Nah he retired man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I, I I did not I did not see that one Coming that is for Sure uh, Do you have a favorite joke <laughs> There's there's so so many funny Roy moments. I feel like I, this is kind of my go-to. Um, there's, I mean, Roy's monologue about beating someone is yeah. dark and twisted and oddly comical. Him beating his chest and just going, oh, oh, yes. oh. I, like I don't know why it's so funny to me, <laughs> but it's just like it's it's the the like little bit of. Because we haven't seen Roy fully embrace the lasso way, so to speak. Like, he's still trying to very much be Roy and not be part of this stupid, silly club as he sees it. And for one second, he's just like, okay, oh, 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 oh." like, I guess I'll play along. And it just, just, it tickles me, man. 
I know that his double take at, at Beard's mention of Gina Gershon, and then yeah, I mean, but even like there's some really good Beard moments in this episode too, especially <laughs> the the cold open at the beginning, where at the very <laughs> end, where he's You're just like, wrong. no, it's this way. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, so future stuff, not much spoiler wise i mean the night stuff is the really really big stuff um and what's funny is like i was all was worried that they were going to try super hard to either make us really really hate nate starting the season or they were going to do the thing where they they try to really really make us like still like nate Mm -hmm. and they do a pretty good job of like towing the line this definitely leans back towards the like, you know, uh, he's still Nate, like, you know, and there's there's yeah. some stuff in a, that couple of episodes from now, like uh, I said, spoilers. So when he tries to form his own uh, diamond dogs <laughs> with oh the, the which is so like awkward and so silly, and, um, but yeah, the the. Seeing the old night was kind of fun. It was. I mean, and it's, I mean, it, it foreshadowed more things to come. I, I do think he has a really good redemption arc. Um, they did a great job with it. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, I mean, it, it, it sort of started a little bit in the last episode where you kind of see him where he's like wanting to apologize to Ted, but mm-hmm. it comes a bit out a bit more in this episode where we get to see more of the old Nate and it's like above all odds, like despite what he's done, I still want to love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he's still that guy. And the Jade stuff. Like, yeah, I really didn't think we get her as anything other than this like weird foil to oh, his yeah. kind of like whatever. Yeah. But you know, I mean, <laughs> not again, I so relate to Nate on so many levels. Um, I also often think, like, if I could just get past the awkward point and people, someone I was interested in got to know me, they might be like, (laughs) I really like you. You're fun. You're funny. You're silly. You're whatever. And I'm just like, I can't get past that awkward point. (laughs) (laughs) You will one day. I mean, I'm 44, so. Well, I didn't say. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, my dad was in his fifties uh, when he met. I guess who he would consider his soulmate. So, um, yeah. he was married two times before that. So, I guess at least I haven't had to go through two divorces. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, that's probably a little too sad, sacky TMI, but uh, I'm trying to be somewhat positive about it, even though I fully agree that the power of positive thinking is bullshit. <laughs> yes, um, I'm with you there. I am with you there. Um, so you can check out everything that live and I'm wrapping up. I I guess I should say that's all I got for this episode. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to add. No, I mean, I think, I think we covered it pretty well. Um, 
there's no there's nothing super big like spoiler spoilery wise that I really feel like we needed to talk about or bring up. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that's coming later, but yeah. we don't really have to talk about it now. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Tulips is the next episode. So which is uh Amsterdam. Sunflowers? Is it sunflowers? I thought it was tulips. We'll find out. Tulips are a big part of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's it should be called fucking Amsterdam. That's what it should right? be called. That's I don't know why they call it, it anything other than Amsterdam. <laughs> right? I'm just it, I'm renaming it. It's Amsterdam from now on. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com, including uh, we're about to wrap up our Loki season two discussion. Just just started Loki season two. I did. Yes. What do you think? Uh, so far, so good. I'm really enjoying it. I only watched the first two episodes, so I think I'm not really into the meat of it yet. But I I like kind of like what they're setting up. So it was just the first episode was kind of fun. Just a really interesting concept of him being pulled like in, out, and across, and through like all sorts of time. <laughs> yeah, it just it was it was a fun concept. I I honestly could probably watch Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson sit down and discuss anything. Anything? Yes. Yeah. Quantum physics, the meaning yeah. of life. Yes. Jet I am skis. So there for the Whatever. jet skis. Yes. <laughs> So there for that. Um, I, so uh, real quick, did, was it kind of weird where there's like this character that comes in in the first episode mm-hmm. who's a complete and total dick, and it's just like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he was not in last season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think wasn't he technically there, but just like. Yeah, it's one of those things where he's like, oh, he's and, always been part of the TVA. It's just yeah. now this is his moment to shine. Like, they don't do this, like, retroactive kind of, like, but it, it was, like, he was always just there. But, like, it, that character literally was not in season one. I'm like, who is this guy? And why is he talking to Mobius like this? Go punch him. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I guess because it's been a while since I watched season one that I just sort of like assumed that he was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It, it's, I had to go back. Um, like we started talking about, I was like, this guy was not in season one, was he? I was like, I have to go back and watch this before we talk about it. So I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I mean, I kind of had that reaction too, but then I just assumed I had forgotten that he was there because they do a good job of like alluding to who he should be. I just sort of assumed that at some point we saw him, but I guess he was supposed to be like there, but like we couldn't see his face or something like under a mask, even though he wasn't really there. It's kind of, they do something similar in the uh, Cross the Spider-Verse movie i don't know if you watched that but like i haven't seen the latest one no the villain is a character like a guy from the first movie who Uh, was like small and inconsequential and you're like wait what interesting (laughs) interesting but but they do a good job in that movie if going back and showing you like yeah he was this guy (laughs) now he's the bad guy Uh, um anyway it's fun um 
so yeah go uh listen to us talk about that well, i'm sure we'll talk about the marvels at some point um but yeah. jess is also going to be talking about loki and the marvels I am. Yeah. So on a totally different podcast. So like I, I guessed on another podcast that uh, another one of my friends runs, it's called the 42 cast. And so you can see me popping up uh, talking about stuff on, on his show periodically. Um, I volunteered for Loki. I also talked with him about Loki season one. Um, I talked, I talked to the uh, Miss Marvel with him. And then you, you and I did an episode on Miss Marvel too, I think. Mm-hmm. Didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did those episodes. And um, and then let's see, what else did I volunteer for over there? There's something else. Uh, I mean, I'm going to talk about the Marvels upcoming. Echo? No, I don't think I volunteered for Echo. I do want to watch it, but I don't think I it looks for it. good. Like, there's a lot of people who are like, ah, this is good. They're dropping all the episodes at once. It's going to be bullshit. I don't know. I'll watch that trailer. It looks really good. Yeah. So... I'll probably watch that one at some point. So, but yeah, but yeah, so I'm guessing on a totally different podcast. So you could check those out. They, the timeline is always kind of like unclear as to when they're <laughs> going to be released. So sometimes we Much record like them like, yeah, sometimes we record them like literally like a year in advance before he releases them. So That's, it's a, it's always, it's always at kind least of I'm not that bad. <laughs> yeah no at least we record them and for the most part we pretty much release them yeah so mm-hmm. it's uh i mean he's he's got like a whole schedule a whole calendar a whole thing going on but yeah it was sometimes we record and he he may or may not release it for months at a time it just depends on what he's got going on so um so there's that and then my usual stuff is over at tomorrow's legends uh where we're wrapping up our Legends season three rewatch uh before the end of this year and then we're going to talk about another TV show that I've already forgotten which TV show we're covering. Um, <laughs> it's one we haven't talked about before. And then we're going to cover the final season, Sad Face of Superman and Lois. Did you see uh, there was a con, I guess, in the last few weeks where. Um, yes. OK. Yeah. The five saw... Supermans. It's so fucking cool, man. So cool. Like, I don't love Dean Kane these days. Um, because no. I'm like, you know, like you kind of stick your foot in your mouth a lot, but still to see them all together. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. It was really cool. I I was like, those, that's a, that's a neat picture. And I've seen several different like versions of it, which is cool. Yeah. Like, I've seen some with fans. I've seen some, some just like the five of them. Like it was, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, it, it's always nice to see when those actors, like, no matter what, you know, personally, like, they're taking up a mantle and, like, they, to see them, like, kind of hold that, not sacred, but just know it's special to a lot of people. Like, yeah. you see Stephen Amell do it with Arrow all the time. Like, he mm-hmm. he knows how special that is. Um, so, yeah, um it it was really cool. Like I, I was just like, oh my god, I would have fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I mean, a lot of people would. Yeah, it was cool though. Was uh, cool. Also, wouldn't would have went and told uh, um, uh, however you say his name. Like, hey man, like all these guys are great. You're the best fucking Superman, and I can't believe they're canceling your show. <laughs> uh, I know, T- Tyler. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's so good. 
Um, um, anyway, yeah, if you're not watching Superman and Lois, you can catch up. It's on HBO Max, and it's really fucking good. I'm excited for what will unfortunately be the last season. So. Yeah, me too. Um, Even though I, I think we kind of speculated that it's still sad now that we know. Yeah, with the CW basically losing half of its uh funding more or less right like because the oh god yeah they axed everything yeah uh because warners was basically just like we don't know that we want to do any of this um and uh now uh disney has now bought out the rest of the hulu so now hulu is now a full-on disney owned thing Uh Oh, I didn't realize that. Interesting. Huh. But hey, the actor strike is ended, so finally, you know, good God! At least you know they'll they'll start production on the show, so it won't be like literally five other shows that I've been waiting to hear about that mm-hmm. were renewed for seasons that have now since been canceled because of the strikes. Which oh, geez, I get, but like it's also frustrating so yeah but it's also kind of like why like it's not like you're gonna have any other content coming out yeah, why not just that, wait <laughs> just wait <laughs> like i mean why that, that doesn't make any sense to me whatever uh, uh one of them was a show called chapel weight which was really hard to find but it starred adrian brody and it was a prequel oh. to salem's lot oh interesting wow. it, it was fucking weird and like it it was fun to just watch Adrian Brody be weird. <laughs> so, cuz I like Adrian Brody. So, interesting. Um never heard of that. Anyway. Yeah, it's really hard to find. It was on like MGM Plus or something. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. It's one of those like this is obscure. Only reason I knew about it is cuz it kind of sort of Stephen King related and I was like, yeah. what is this?" So, um, anyway, we'll be back uh, talking about episode six. We're almost halfway through the final yeah. season of Ted Lasso. So uh, I, I do feel like we're going to wind up taking a Christmas break and talking about uh, the uh, Hannah Waddingham Christmas special. Though. Um, <laughs> yes. Go absolutely. watch that trailer. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Like, I'm so, I've not been excited for a Christmas special in so long. And then I started watching, it was on, I'm surprised you didn't see it. Because it, I want to say it was the trailer before I watched the episode. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I was watching something else. Um, um, I, I think like, For All Mankind shit. was playing before this episode. And then I and I skipped it because I was like, I need to watch this episode quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, we'll be back talking about episode six. Amsterdam, because that's what we're going to fucking call it. And uh, (laughs) we'll see you guys then. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Bye.